Hey guys, this is James from the Sports Dance. Guess what I'm doing at the top of the show? Just guess what I'm doing at the top of the show. I'm coming at you, asking you to give us a rating review on iTunes. Bet you didn't guess. Um, what we need you to do is go over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, give us a nice review. Um, why am I asking you to do this? It really helps the show out. People will be able to find it. People will be able to listen to our hot takes, uh, my beautiful voice. And uh, you want that. I want that. We all want that. So give us a nice rating review. Share us on iTunes. Share us on Facebook. And then uh, at Sports Stance on Twitter as well. Thanks, guys. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Sports Dance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me, as always, he just got $150 million from the Lakers. It's Greg Cowan, everybody. What's happening? I'm feeling great, man. So much money. Me and Mozgov are about to tear it up. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of money to go around these days, huh? Tons of money about to go around. Matthew Delavadova getting money. Yeah, we got to... Um, That's something I thought I'd ever say. Matthew Delavadova getting bank. Um, you know, whenever you can give a bunch of money to uh, Lou Aldang and Timothy Mozgov, Timothy Mozgov. Cornerstones. Cornerstones of your NBA franchise. franchise. Um, but we're going to talk about all of it. We got a lot of NBA free agency talk. Um, we have some Wimbledon talk. Little MOB, the all-star rosters are announced. Who says that summertime's slow? Oh, I don't know. Nobody! Except for us last week. But before we get into all of that, Greg... Fourth of July weekend is over. How you doing? I'm doing great. Had a great Fourth of July. Went to America's quote unquote hometown, Plymouth. You know, because that's where they landed. Are uh, we calling that America's hometown? Apparently, somebody did. I didn't. You just no. I mean, well, great. I did just now, but yeah, somebody like, literally said, a couple said seconds it over ago. the weekend, <laughs> so I just took it and ran with it. Okay. I figured they landed there. It has to be kind of like. How it. was Plymouth? How was the Rock? Uh, it was good, except you know, a barge blew up. A barge blew up. <laughs> yeah, during the fireworks show, I wasn't at. The fireworks. Was anyone on the barge? Are you laughing about it? No, everybody die, Greg. No, people are actually safe, James. People are actually safe. Fair. fair. No, but uh, no, it was good. Went to the beach every day. uh, Came home, drank. You know, watch stuff explode in the sky on TV. Doesn't hey, get much better than that. Everything that the founding fathers would have wanted. Uh, I believe so. Any good? What's your What's your Fourth of July uh, food of choice? Actually, we have a start bench cut for later. A start bench cut for later. Maybe that's a good one to that sneak in. That might be there. a good one. Um, we can say that as a teaser. All right, I'll tease it. We'll that's do a little a teaser. We'll do a, do a little bonus SBC towards the yeah. end of the uh, the end of the episode. Yeah, cool. We'll, we'll throw that in there. Good fourth, though. Good weekend. Yeah, it was Fam. pretty good. Like Had a it. good time with the in-laws. Very good. Always good. What about your fourth, James? What that did you good. do? Give us some more than that. Uh, it's fine. It was America's weekend. You had to give the people something. Went to the beach. There you go. That's something. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Every single week, you're going to chip away at the icy exterior. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> no Game um, of Thrones to cover that uh, hard don't exterior even soul. Remind me, Greg. Mr. Robot, though. I'm catching up. So oh, the, uh, the new season's coming up. It's very... Very exciting. Um, anyway, we got a lot to talk about. Oh, we got oh, tons. Oh, man, we got a lot to talk about. The uh, big story coming out of this weekend, I think that we can all agree, is Eric Gordon, four years, $53 million to the Rockets. Oh, huge story. No, we got to Kevin Durant, baby. He's moving teams. Oh, he is. did he? Did he move teams? I, I don't think I heard that. So, for those of you who live, uh, I don't know, under a rock, maybe? <laughs> I think you have to live farther than that to miss this news. Um... Kevin Durant had a, basically an entire news cycle to himself. The dude, my man, KD, was taking meetings in the Hamptons all weekend. Um, by the way, what are your thoughts about him taking meetings actually in the Hamptons? I think it was a baller move. Really? Uh, except for the fact that, did you hear about what happened with the Thunder's owners at the end of the weekend? No, it happened. Uh, so know how uh, they were like, hey, we're going to hopefully get another meeting with KD? Yeah. They couldn't. They decided to stay the extra night to try to get to one more talk in the morning. By doing so, they had nowhere to stay. So these are billionaires in the Hamptons. Right. With they had to stay at the Residence Inn. Oh no! They had Can you six. Even imagine they had six rooms for nine of them. So that means some billionaires had to bunk up. So you had like the owners of the Thunder who are all used to staying in these luxurious places. Yeah, Clay in Bennett, a Residence Inn in the Hamptons. Right. Wow. Um, that was Ke- kind of funny. Kevin Durant met with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, the Clippers, the Spurs, the Heat, the Celtics, and the Warriors. 
And in the end, he chose to forsake uh, tradition, Greg. Uh, he, he chose not to, not to bring an 18th ring to the greatest franchise in the history of professional sports. He chose to turn his back on a fan base that would have loved and accepted him as one of their own. Uh, he turned his back on one Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Uh, he did that, and he signed with the Golden State Warriors. And I'm, I'm a little hurt, I'm going to be honest with you. James, are you a Celtics fan? Um, I, I'm a basketball fan, so yeah, I'm a Celtics fan. If you like basketball, you're yeah, you're a Celtics, a Celtics fan. fan. I don't uh, know. Okay. Do you like the team that personifies basketball? Do you like the team that created the modern-day NBA with Red Auerbach and Bill Russell and then brought it all the way through, through Larry Bird in the Big Three era of the 1980s, through the Big Three era, era of the late 2010s with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen? We could have created a new one with Isaiah Thomas, Al Horford and Kevin Durant, except someone didn't get the memo. Didn't get the memo. I'm so sorry for you. I feel I'm hurting for you. I feel bad for Boston fans. Katie to Boston was trending like crazy, and would have been nice. It would have been nice. Well, I mean, anyway, we got an actual real situation to talk about. Kevin Durant at the uh, at the Golden State Warriors, the team that just won 73 games last year, replaced Harrison Barnes with Kevin Durant. Unfair. What do you, so I don't what think are, that should be allowed. What are your real thoughts on this? Like, what's going on? What's in? What's... Oh, so many thoughts went through my head when it first happened. Uh, the like, best this is was shocking. It is, especially because you know it's the Player Tribune that he did it on. Ah, so everybody that was like, "Well, LeBron had the TV special." I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? Announcing it on a website that you're forced to go to, uh, kind of, kind of the same thing." Anyway, the whole it was. I went there for the growth of my sake, like to be grow as a player. Did you read? Did you read his Player Tribune I article? Did. And when he, that was like one of the key things that stuck out to me. And I was like, so you're going to a team that won 73 games last year, back-to-back NBA Finals. Somehow you're going to grow as a player there as your second team option for probably shooting. Uh, going to take, have to either lose somebody on that team at some point. I mean, next year when Steph's contract's coming up, I don't think they're going to have enough cap space to but keep. But the thing is, the cap keeps rising. They'll have plenty of cap space. Yeah, but eventually you're going to have Clay, Draymond, all of them at max contracts. You can't do that. Yeah, One of them's going to have to go. Well, for the next year at least, it's going to be pretty interesting. A lot of, lot of thoughts on this one. First of all, um, I, I, I hear everyone's thought that, like, takes about how, you know, the thing with this move is that it's tough to manufacture a take. You know what I mean? It like, is. it's so... It's so on point, like, this team is going to be one of the best teams we've ever seen. We think. Well, so here's the thing. We know. <laughs> we know this is going to be one of the best teams we've ever seen. And, like, people are going to be like, oh, are, are there going to be enough shots for everyone? Is Clay going to get all of his shots? Is KD going to be okay with, you know, not necessarily doing the ISO thing that he's so used to? Uh, is he going to fit in? All those people, Greg, and I'm going to be uh, pretty kind here, are dumb. Because this is the greatest fucking team we've ever seen. And there's no on, other take that makes sense to me right on now. On paper, they're the best team we've seen. No, not even on paper. But think about all the teams that have been put together that were supposed to do this amazing thing, yeah. and they didn't. Okay, great. They didn't have three of the top... Be- they didn't have three of the top ten players in the league. None of those other teams did. No one. Maybe the 60 Celtics when there was like 50 pe- people in the league. I mean, the Rockets when they had like... Barkley, Elijah and Drexler. Was it Drexler? I think yeah. so. So Charles, one of those. washed up Charles Barkley, Barkley and washed up Clyde Drexler paired with Akeem Olajuwon and he didn't win anything because Barkley wasn't on the team that won the Rockets with the Rockets? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this is the second best player in the league and the third best player in the league, whichever order you want to put them in. Like, on the same fucking team. Yeah. Well, apparently the key for this whole KD to Warrior thing was the text message that Steph sent him saying... Listen, I don't care about the money. I don't care who's the best. I don't care who sells more shoes. Weird thing to put in there because we know it's going to be KDs because Steph Curry's looks like a grandpa's shoe. Just saying. <laughs> Throwing that out there. Yeah. Anyway, but apparently that was the whole thing that kind of – KD apparently needed to hear that because I think in KD's head he was like, listen, I don't want to be second fiddle again. I don't want to be bar- going after it. KD's mind, he needed to sound like he was going to be the number one guy. Which Steph kind of, I bet, knew. So right and he now, did it, and he got him on his team. Like, if you're telling me right now that, you're, that, that you don't think a team with Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, 
Andre Guadala, Sean Livingston as your as your top six. Yeah, no, they're gonna win eighty games. Like it, it's it's just like unbelievable. And whoever is manufacturing takes saying that this might not work this way or the other is just trying to be contrarian because this is the best team assembled in modern NBA history. Just honestly, and I know that like anything anything below seventy games is gonna feel like you know some sort of failure on their part. You know, everyone's going to try to manufacture all these takes, but at the end of the day, this is a team that is designed to play in the today's game. They're all arms, they're all threes, they're all switching. This defense, like you've got you've got four shooters at all times that you need to keep track of 100%. Don't forget about Zaza Pachulia now. Zaza Pachulia and David West. I don't hate Zaza Pachulia. I mean, like, I don't hate these people. Like, then you're gonna have the veterans that are coming in to chase rings because they know that that's yeah. gonna happen. David West. Exactly. Uh, is it David West or David Lee? No, David West just oh, came David in. David West came in. Yeah. After after coming out like three years ago saying he'll never be one of those guys that just becomes a ring chaser. Yeah. He's done it now the past two years of going to the Spurs on the vet minimum, and now this year with the Warriors. Yeah. Put David West and Draymond Green on the floor, and then just like bully everybody off it, yeah. and then KD. Put David West, Draymond, Katie, Clay, and Steph on the floor together, and they're going to be a bully team that will shoot you out of the building. I mean, I don't even know what else to say about it. There's nothing else to say about KD going there. No, the only, there is only one team that actually in the West, I think, could stand a chance against them, and it's going to be the Clippers, and it's just going to be because... No, it's not. I think... No, I'm thinking because of the inside game. I don't know. It's not. All right. We'll see. To get the Clippers to the to the Western Conference Finals before I get scared of the Clippers. Good point. Maybe you know? the Spurs. Spurs can maybe give a challenge with Aldridge and Gasol now in the center. Yeah, definitely. Aldridge. We have Aldridge, and then you have Kawhi, and then everyone else on the AARP. So that's exciting. You know, any t- hey hey. I'm just trying to give. I'm trying to give other NBA fans any, hope. James. Any time that you can assemble a team of 37 year olds, you got to do it. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, we got. The biggest this, threat to the Warriors this year was the Thunder, who are no longer the biggest threat to the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, it's... Do you think that this is, like... Do you think this is an indictment on KD's character? Do you think that this is something that, like... What do you think about what this says about him to join the Warriors and not stick it out with the Thunder? Uh, I mean, it's kind of funny to me, because, you know, when LeBron made his switch, KD came out saying, you know, uh, be competitive, don't just go and run and join a team to try to get rings. It's one of those things where everybody's now harping on that whole... Tweety sent out uh, five, six years ago, yet now he's doing the same thing. So character-wise, it kind of takes a hit to him just because, you know, it's like, hey, don't come out, say things, and then basically backtrack a few years later once you haven't won a ring. You've had one chance. You probably should have had a second chance this past year. You blew it. You couldn't close out games, so you joined the enemy. You took the adage you can't beat them, join them. A little too to heart. Uh, but, you know, other people... F- kind of feel the same way i mean we have will snyder you know coming back again two weeks in a row saying this really hurts uh his legacy he thinks it's a downgrade on katie's legacy no matter what happens if he wins rings or not because he's not basically doing it on his own yeah lebron took some hits he went to miami had wade and bosh but those are two guys that are potentially hall of famers wade guaranteed bosh it's still kind of up in the air i feel like because of all his injuries and stuff but now you're going to a team that has Clay, Draymond. You have half the all-star team from last year, basically, on your starting five. So, you know, it's one of those things that's like, okay, criticize LeBron. Yeah, he poor decision, hurts his legacy a bit. He came back to Cleveland. I don't think KD's going to end up winning here and be like, you know what? I'm going to go back to OKC and win one for them. So here's what I'll say. I completely understand the takes that, you know, People think less of Kevin Durant for going joining up with the Warriors. The same way that I understood the takes of people thinking less of LeBron for joining up with Dwayne Wade in Miami. I understand those takes. I also think those takes are wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to be completely <laughs> honest with you. Because at the end of the day, and I, I heard someone, you know, I, I forget who it was. I saw it on Twitter somewhere. But at the end of the day, when it's all, it's all said and done, People just count rings in basketball. That's oh, yeah. what people do. People don't do anything else. 
They count rings. It's all about the rings. LeBron got a ton of flack for it, 100%. But you know what happened? LeBron won rings. Yeah, he's got three now. He validated his decisions by winning rings. And that's what Kevin's going to do. Yeah, he's in the same spot. I mean, I understand the move. He was in the same spot basically LeBron was in. He's starting to have the heat come on him. Listen, you're a star. It's been multiple years. You haven't won anything technically yet. Scoring titles are great. But... MVP awards, fantastic. But when you don't have that ring, it changes how people look at you. And people were starting to look at him a little differently. Because now the fact that, especially now that LeBron's won three, you got guys like Steph who've won one at least. Everybody's like, KD, what's going on? You're now the guy that people are going to look at and judge being like, you don't have a ring. What's wrong with you? Are you going to be one of those guys that never wins one? KD cannot be the the guy that goes down as the best player one of in the Charles Barkley category as like the best player without a ring. Yeah, no, he can't. You know what I mean? Like that's just that that just can't happen. It just shouldn't happen. Yep. Um yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um you know, at the end of the day, it, it, it's an interesting interesting situation, especially for the Thunder. We're not 100% sure what's going on there. Um you know, going to need to see what they do to respond. They have one more year of Russell Westbrook. Um, you yeah. know, I think that they probably need to get rid of him. They're going to try to move him, apparently. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I mean, overall, like you said, it's back to the ring. It's all about the rings. You know, plenty of people are on your side with the takes. Yeah. A I lot mean, of people support it. We have one people. We got a lot of, uh, you know, comments on Facebook about it. Yep. We have one guy, Lewis, who said it was an awesome move. He expects five rings now to come out of this. Yeah, definitely. He's just excited. He's he thinks it's like the next rising of Kobe. Yeah. Who was the guy that I liked? I uh, you liked Sean Francis. Oh was, yeah. He was a little down on it though. Sean like Sean was Sean kind of uh, had the same point that I keep hearing. And Sean, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. They were so close to beating the Warriors. Uh, they were up three one, and they were like the biggest the biggest threat in the Western Conference to the Warriors throne. I think you got to go and make the best move for you in in terms of at the end of the day the one measurement that everyone does uh, that uses in the NBA and that's rings. Yeah. And he did that. Now the question is, what do you do with Russell Westbrook? You know what I mean? And that's a, that's the real question. Um, I'm throwing things in the trade machine right now with Russell Westbrook. Um, I mean, it looks like if we wanted to trade, I mean, just throwing out there like a hypothetical, right? Like if you want to trade like Amir Johnson, Marcus Smart and the Brooklyn picks, for Russell Westbrook, um, you know, he could get to the Celtics. And I think that would make sense for everybody involved. Yeah. And I think that we can just kind of wrap that up. No more discussions. Let's just kind of book it. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So Ru- Westbrook to the Celtics. We so got it. So if we got Westbrook, Horford, and then they got like a Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley, and then like I, everyone else. I that actually we think, oh, I mean, if you got Westbrook, I think uh, Thomas Slash the shooting guard. Yeah. Technically. Probably. But that'd be pretty cool. Um, okay. So that's a lot about KD. The other couple big moves that we want to talk about, Al Horford went to the Celtics four years, $113 million. Um, that's pretty exciting for us. Yeah, that upgrades that front court big time. That was another really cool, dramatic thing. This is really what's great about NBA free agency is that all this stuff is super dramatic. It was going on to the last minute. We thought that he might have gone back to the Hawks. It looked like he was going back to the Hawks. Then it looked like he was going to the Wizards. And then all of a Nobody's sudden, going to the no Wizards. one's going to the Wizards. And then all of a sudden, baby, he pulled it out. Coming to the Celtics, four years of Al Horford. I love this move. Oh, it's a great move. Um, the one that we we're missing um, a couple things. First of all, we're missing like a. We're still missing that scorer that can pair with Isaiah Thomas, right? But one of the big things that we're missing was rim protection. Yeah. Offensive rebounding, and then. We just needed like a big guy. You need we need a, consistent, a front court you need a consistent score down We low. kept getting all of these like, you know, guards and wings. And we can't keep just only getting guards and wings. No. Horford um, bumps you guys up to the number three or four seeds yeah, easily. Every single one of those horrible jump shots that Jared Selinger missed over the season. Imagine Al Horford taking those. <laughs> I like I, I'm like getting like you guys might be the two seed. <laughs> I'm getting like warm just thinking about this right now. Hey, it just takes the Raptors to slow down a little bit, and you guys could be the two seed. Like all those cuts that Avery Bradley does along the baseline. Imagine Al Horford throwing those balls to him. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I couldn't see him when it came down to it. What his choices? I couldn't see him going back to the Hawks. Yeah, they have Dwight now. Yeah, that's he's another got, one. He's got his broads in Atlanta. I got I got one more real Pop quick cultures. for you. Okay, well, I, I like that. Um, I got one more for you. 
all those layups that Kelly Olynyk let in. <laughs> Imagine Al Horford not letting those layups in. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll yeah. continue. Anyway, um, but yeah, so yeah, Dwight with the big thing. You couldn't yeah. have those two on a team together. Absolutely not. And I heard some. I heard something out there. They were they were trying to you know convince Al to come back for like a Dwight Horford Paul Millsap front line. Yeah, and but like, then there was also hey, here, let's trade Paul Millsap, and I'm like. He's the best one of the three. I'm like, out of those three, keep Millsap. Yeah, Get rid exactly. of the other two if you have to. Um, yeah, that's another good one. Dwight went to the Hawks for three years, $70 million. Um, The fact that anyone is continuing to pay Dwight Howard lots of money to be the face of the franchise, like, congratulations, Atlanta. Hey, I actually think he he could do well there. He's back in his hometown. He's yeah, going to want to – yeah, I mean, he might want to – Great. Yeah, sure. It's the Eastern Conference. I mean, I don't know. I can't really defend him. Let's just move on. Yeah. Gasol signed with the Spurs for two Al years. Gasol signed with the Spurs. That's a big move. That helps them stay competitive. And um, the biggest signing of all, at least in terms of money-wise, Mike Conley is the, oh the highest-paid player in NBA history. Just ridiculous Mike amounts Conley of money. Mike Conley signed a five-year, $153 million contract. To Mike play Conley, for the Grizzlies. Mike Conley, ladies and gentlemen, is the highest-paid player in NBA history. Justin Timberlake must love Mike Conley to Are give you up ready that to live in that money. world? Are you ready to live in the world where I'm, Mike Conley is the highest-paid player in NBA history? I'm not ready to live in a world where it's like all NFL quarterbacks combined made as much as like four guys in the NBA. It's unbelievable, man. It's just like, come on. That's ridiculous money. We have a few dominoes yet to fall. Um, the LeBron big one. James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Nobody's talked about that. Okay, fine. But, I mean, we know he's going to sign with he Cleveland if he Cleveland. doesn't. Could person, you imagine? He's just like, screw it. I'll take the vet minimum wars. Let's do this. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. <laughs> um, the other one that's um, that's that's uh, a little interesting is Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Dwayne Wade and the Miami Heat are kind of at an impasse here because they're basically offering him two years, $40 million. He wants two years, $50, 50. Million. Now, I don't know about you, Greg, but um, let's just go ahead and confirm uh, Dwayne Wade's age right now? I believe he's 34. Dwayne Wade, and this is riveting podcast material, 34 years old. Yeah, that's right. right. So I'm just good. Dwayne Wade, 34 years old, has averaged what, like less than 60 games a year in the NBA? Yeah, last, last year he years. ended up playing a little more than normal. He changed his uh, training regimen. So, you know, it helped him out apparently. So, what do you like? They, they, they gave a lot of money to Hassan Whiteside. They gave four years, $98 million to Hassan Whiteside. Um, the first player in NBA history to go from minimum to the max, um, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Do you also commit a ton of money to Dwayne Wade at this age with this with his knee problems, with his injury issues? Like, I mean, what are, you, what, are, what are your thoughts here? It's the Kobe situation all over again for LA. It's your f- franchise player, guy that's been there since the beginning, won you multiple titles, done it all for you, given everything he had for you taking pay cuts for you to make sure you get the guys to help win those championships. He's never been paid top dollar to play for the Heat. Yeah. And it's now at the point in his career that he knows he's not going to be able to really do that anymore. And he's like, listen, this is my last big go around probably at least for two years. Give me top dollar. I deserve it. I've been the guy for you. I guess my question is... If you're not is, paying me more than Hassan Whiteside, or at least what he's making, yeah. ridiculous. He's done nothing for this team. I've done everything for the team. I guess my question is with Miami, like, it's it's my question with every one of these teams, but, like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if you're giving Dwayne Wade two years for $50 million, like, what what's the plan there? You know what I mean? Like, the plan was to try to lure Kevin Durant. Didn't work. So you give a lot of money to Hassan Whiteside, who, I mean, you, you think of Hassan Whiteside as a young guy. He's in his prime. He's like 27 or 28. I think he might be even younger than that. No, Hassan Whiteside's pretty old. Is he? Believe it or not. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, Hassan Whiteside is um, 27 right oh, now. Oh, wow. Okay. And he's, he's, um, he just turned 27. Okay. So he just turned 27. You have a couple good young players. You have Justice Winslow. But like... And then Chris Bosh may or may not play. Yeah. Like what? What's the what's the plan here? Like maybe it's an idea for you to, you know, let Dwayne Wade walk. You know what I mean? Like if he wants to go to play for the Nuggets for two years, fifty million dollars, go play for the fucking Nuggets, yeah. dude. You know what I mean? I mean, like, there is that whole thought that you might just say, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna take the vet minimum and go to Cleveland, which like that's a weird means. weird dream, but. 
If that ever happened, I think just make it a best of 83 between the Warriors and Cleveland then if that happened, just because. That'd be pretty fun. It'd be awesome. I just don't think but, that... I don't think that... He's not he's worth it, it, but it's the whole respect gonna, thing. I get it, but I think he's probably just going to end up just sucking it up and resigning with Miami. But if not, like let him walk. Don't bend to this thing where like Dwayne Wade needs two years, fifty yeah, million dollars. That's the NBA world that we're living in now. Think about what just happened with KD. It used to be the owner was like, "This is what I'm paying you." Okay, I'll take it. Now it's, "Hey, billionaires, come to me." Pitch me your reason why like, you should pay me billions of dollars. There is such a massive difference, though, between Kevin Durant and Dwayne Wade well, right yeah, now. Yeah, at this like, point, but... I mean, it's just... I, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. It's um, going to be interesting. It's basically coming down to three or four options. He's either going to just suck it up. Miami's either going to up its offer, maybe maybe give him $45 million over two years, $22.5 mil, Yeah, something like that. Then he's going to go play for Denver for some odd reason and finish career there for $50-plus million. I heard it's upwards of that. Or Chicago, but I don't see how that would work with him, Rondo, and Jimmy Butler basically all saying, no, it's my ball. That's no, like, it's my ball. That'll be the moodiest team That of would all be time. the worst team to ever watch in the yeah. history of sports because they would all just yell at each other at center court. Hard pass. And um, then, or there's that weird pipe dream option where LeBron's like, hey, take $3 million only and come play for us for yeah. a year. We had a couple other uh, re-signings we don't really need to touch on too much. DeMar, DeMar DeRozan went back to the Raptors for five years, 139 mil. Bradley Beal re-signed with the Wizards for five years, 128 mil. Yeah. I, I looked at that and I kind of laughed a little bit because Bradley Beal has been so injured. And then I looked and he was 23. Yeah. Like, okay, fine. Deal. I get it. Do your thing. Hopefully he gets healthier. Yeah, exactly. Drummond um, re-signed. What's that? Drummond re-signed with Drummond the Pistons. Drummond re-signed, yep. And then uh, Batum re-signed. Um, and uh, Dirk re-signs. Yeah. Uh, Dirk re-signed with the Mavs, who also uh, won the Harrison Barnes sweepstakes. And hey, Andrew Bogut. Hey, Mavs. And the Seth Curry. Congratulations <laughs> for all the cast-offs, Mavs. <laughs> the Mavs um, literally just... T- the Mavs just really need to get a guy that's like... Last name is Green. Yeah. And they could look, have like the downgraded version of the Warriors. Oh, love it. <laughs> um, cool. Anything else you want to talk, touch on on NBA? Uh, not really. I think that was mostly it. Cool. I mean, KD was the big story. I like it. Uh, Al Horford was the big story, correct? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Um, moving on. Um, which one do you want to talk about next? Do to do All-Star or Wimbledon? I think we should move on to Wimbledon. It's in the Wimbledon, prime right baby. now. What up? Cool. Um, Your favorite topic. A couple of cool things have happened in Wimbledon, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, we'll call it cool. So, well, I'll call it cool because 4th of July weekend, you know, at the All England Club... An American, Sam Austin Quarry, took down Novak Djokovic. What up, dude? Like, can you even believe that? He yeah. defeated the world number one. That, that's literally just all America right there. That's he all had America. the strength of America in his body that day. I mean, like, he... in. Like, this guy is not even ranked right now. No, it, the fact that the Joker got punked, basically. Yeah. That's was, what I'm basically calling it. He was ranked number 17 in 2011, so that's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> and then he fell um, off the face of the earth. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, he beat him in, uh, in a looks like here, oh, three, he, he beat him in four sets. Which is impressive. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's his ranking right now? Let's see. Um... Current ranking is 41. So he's number 41 in the world. I mean, not terrible, but still, number one, Wimbledon shouldn't be going down. No, exactly. And Second this round? Is, this is exciting because he's coming back. Uh, and then after that, he beat uh, Nicholas Mahout, who uh, most uh, casual fans will remember as the guy who was one of the guys in like that long, long tennis match. Oh, that match. match was awesome. Yeah, exactly. I remember watching that. The old, yeah, so it was Mahout versus Isner. Um, that thing went so, crazy. So he also just beat Nicholas Mahout, and now he's in the quarterfinals. So Quarry's in the quarterfinals going against a sixth seed. USA. USA. This is really cool because there's not a lot of um, actual like Americans within the uh, within the top seeds here at the at the at uh, no at right the tennis tour. Right now we have Quarry, who's you know facing off against Ray- Rayonic. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Uh, so that's a battle of USA versus Canada. That's going on currently yeah. as we speak. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, hopefully maybe he can pull that out. You have Federer who actually lost his first set currently. Yeah, but Federer's going to But, you know, win. Federer's probably going to come back and win. But, you know, it's interesting. It's a few upsets so far, at least on the men's side. Yeah, well, uh, here's, here's one thing quickly before we move on. It's, it's um, I read this. It's, uh, 
In June 1986, there were 18 Americans in the top 50, and today there are only four. Wow. John Isner, the other guy in the Isner-Mahout marathon match that most people remember, is the highest-ranked American at number 17. So there's been such an enormous drop-off in American male tennis players, which has kind of been overshadowed because of this whole Serena thing. Yeah. Like, she's been so dominant she's, for so long. She saved U.S. tennis for a while. More or less, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Um, we have a couple of cool matches coming up. Um, Andy Murray is going to play Sanga, um, and the French guy Sanga in that the uh, quarterfinals. He's really good. Um, Federer is going right now. Um, he's that's going to be really good. Um, I mean, it's it's really exciting, man. This is a pretty cool a cool time. It looks like we could be headed for a. Uh, a Murray-Federer matchup, which would be just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, right now you have to say Murray might have the inside edge now, especially with Djokovic out. Yeah. He's been the guy that's kind of been a Murray's way from winning a lot of these things. Right. So especially he's, it's his home court, basically. Grew it, up on the grass. It's funny, though, because like when whenever Murray plays and like Federer plays, like it seems like England always ends up rooting for Federer. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like, one of those sad things. Yeah, Murray is just like... A little rat face. But, but then like, Murray little, wins and everybody's like, ah, we yeah, win for exactly. you all the time. Home, Great national pride. Home Kai. Yeah, exactly. Um, if Murray, the the Brit, loses uh, Wimbledon to Federer, I mean, that's just that kind of caps off a pretty crappy last couple of months for Britain, huh? Yeah. It'll just be the, Mur- political. It'll be the Murray Brexit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, cool. So we're really excited about that. Um, Women's side's going basically as planned. Yeah, the Williams sisters are just kind of going through. Yeah, Serena's pre- Serena struggled in her first match, but you know recovered. She lost her first set of that. Yeah, it hasn't she? Didn't look right in that first set. She was having issues with the serve. She was facing another American. Yeah, I was like, really? You're gonna take out your own star? Both Williams sisters have uh, have gone through and are and are you know ready to go. Um, hey, real quick, just some breaking news. Yeah. Uh, quickly in the NBA, Ray Allen may consider a return to play for the Warriors. Yeah, I saw that. I was gonna consider. Uh, I was gonna consider talking about that, but I, I don't yeah, know I just saw that happen happened. like only a few minutes ago. There's no chance. Um, <laughs> but real quick, sorry to interrupt. One would talk. No, anyway. But, <laughs> um, no, so it's pretty exciting. So um, yeah, definitely keep an eye out on Wimbledon. Um, we'll have the a uh, little bit more updates probably by the. Uh, we'll probably have the recap next week. Exactly. Yeah, the winner, uh, the All England Club. Um, it's the best tournament that, that tennis has to offer, so definitely check it out if you've got some time. It's on. I know it's on in the mornings mostly, and, uh, but it's on ESPN, so if you're at work and you're near your TV or you can just kind of throw it on a computer or something like that. Yeah, you can like throw that, it on ESPN now. Do your thing. Do it now. Plug for ESPN now. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> um, okay, cool. We also want to talk about the MLB. So this is the uh, the Midsummer Classic. We're going to dive into the MLB this week. We got some dive stuff. dive in. We got some stuff, people, like we promised. Um, cool. So the AL and the NL, um, America, the, excuse me, the All-Star Game, um, you know, roster. Wow, there we go. Yeah. Words. Let's start over. Let's get some words coming out of your mouth properly. The All-Star Game roster has been announced. It is here. It is here. Um, a couple highlights. First and foremost, um, Salvador Perez of the Royals was the lead vote-getter among all players. I'm not going sh- to lie. I'm not shocked that it was a Royals guy that got the most votes. Royals fans are just ridiculously it's hardcore with their right? All-Star voting. Um, does Salvador Perez deserve to be your leading vote-getter? I mean, I don't know. He's hitting yeah. 273. But yeah, but for a catcher, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. For um, catchers in the American League, you don't have many big options. I feel like the National League has more of competition. I guess that's true. Um, the other On the AL side, the other... Um, you know, big story, I guess, is that we have, uh, what, one... Four Red Sox players. Four Red Sox players. You have uh, Xander Bogarts at short. You have Jack Bradley Jr., Mookie Betts in the outfield, and David Ortiz in his last All-Star game gets the nod at DH. Yep, that makes all, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, everyone else is pretty, uh, is, is pretty, you know, predictable. You have your Manny Machado at third base. You have your Mike Trout out in the outfield with, with Bradley and Betts. Um, Jose Altuve for the Astros. That's exciting to see him get the nod. Yeah, pretty and, well uh, deserved. Eric Hosmer of the Royals. I mean, he's had a good, good stint there with the Royal with the Royals. Um, I don't know if he necessarily deserves to start, but he's having a pretty good year. I mean, he's batting three hundred. Um, you know, he's got like fifty ribbies, uh, which is a good, good midpoint. Um, 
he strikes out a ton, but, but he's already he's already got seventy strikeouts this year. Um, but you know, whatever. Um, but yeah. Cool. So we we had a uh, Perez, Hosmer, Altuve, Bogarts, Machado, Trout, Bradley, Betts, Ortiz. Do you are you happy with that lineup? Yeah, I mean it's a pretty good lineup for what it is. The fact that you got. Hosmer's the only one I kind of don't agree with. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of other guys. I feel like, I mean, the fact that it's not like Miguel Cabrera starting almost or one of the other bigger, better first basemen. Hosmer's decent. I just don't think he's as deserving as an all-star nod. But, you know, it's the fans' vote. The fans wanted it. Royals fans came out for their players, got them in. Red Sox fans did the same. Yeah. So, you know, it's... It's a pretty good team. The backups kind of is where the reserves is where you see more so the guys that a lot of people thought deserved maybe to start. Like Matt Wieters, Stephen Voigt. I mean, Vought. Sorry. But, Vought, yeah. But, you know, it's a pretty good lineup all the way through. A lot of power on the AL side this year. Yeah. I mean, I, you you could uh, you could argue that Robinson Cano would be a, um, a good starter. But at the same time, Altuve like is hitting 352 and has a 4.4 war right now. Which, like, what up, dude? <laughs> the big question is, make uh, starting pitcher for the All-Star Game is always a big honor. Who do you think is going to be the starting pitcher this year? I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, I'm going to go with I mean, uh, the knuckleballer, Stephen Wright, for the Red Sox. Yeah. It might be a homer pick, but, I mean, the guy's been pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, more realistically, it's probably going to end up being, like, Chris Sale. Uh, probably. Just because <laughs> he's been, like, just lights out. Um, he's been good. Um, I like the fact that... You know, you've got uh, your your mainstays like your Cole Hamels and all that in there. Um, but, you know, you got your Marco Estrada from the Blue Jays, which is good. Um, I don't know. I'll probably – I would probably say Chris Sale will probably be your starter. All right. Just realistically. Um, cool. So that's it on the AL side. The NL side is the Cubs. Yeah. So basically <laughs> – you basically got the Cubs. The, the NL starting lineup is – and again, this is not the Cubs' yeah. actual starting lineup. You have Buster Posey. You know, he's on the Giants. Then you have Anthony Rizzo, Ben Zopris, Chris Bryant, Addison Russell. So uh, And Dexter Fowler. The whole infield is, except for catcher, the Cubs. Cubs. Yeah. Uh, you got Bryce Harper and Jonas Cespedes as yeah. the two outfielders that aren't Cubs. Yeah. And then you got Dexter Fowler. And then when you look at the bench, it's a lot of nationals, uh, good amount of few nationals. That's basically the main team on the bench. So you got some Rockies. That's surprising. Yeah, I I, I think that um there was a couple uh, snubs on here from the Pirates. Um, they're having a good season. Gregory Polanco and Starling Marte uh, probably deserve to be on there. Yeah, you know who doesn't deserve to be on there from the Pirates? McCutcheon. Awful season. I mean, yeah, he's it, having such a bad season. It's weird. I know, but like, it's like an odd. It, it just feel. It just feels weird without him there. He's the guy that kind of brought it just that feels team without, back in the brink. Like, you haven't heard anything about him this year except for the fact that he's just been awful. Yeah, um, you got your Arietta, Bumgarner, Cueto, Fernandez, Kershaw, um, but he's injured, of course. Um, Lester actually made it. Strasburg, Syndergaard. I mean, look at this list. Actually, the. Pitchers in the NL are yeah. much better than it's, the AL. It's huh? literally a battle of AL power versus NL pitching. It's usually what the All Star Game is, though. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, cool. I like this. Do you think that there's? Do you think that um, with the Cubs and the Royals, do you think they go a little bit too overboard with the representation? Uh, the Royals, more so. The Cubs this year, I think it was the fact that they were such a hot team. A lot of people got behind their guys. Certain guys like Addison Russell and uh, Dexter Fowler and maybe Ben Zopris. Don't deserve to be maybe yeah, like your, your Rizzo's the top guys and your Chris Bryant's like they they like That's put fine. them on there definitely but the but, whole infield's uh, a little yeah. little I mean I don't know like I guess who else would you put on there though I don't know Car- Cargo yeah or Dexter Fowler maybe Nolan Arenado for the Rockies has had a pretty darn good season yeah guy's been hitting dingers but uh, um so I like that it's just one of those things it's it's the All Star game it's the fans vote you have the final votes going on too. Uh, yeah. So, you know, for that, you have another chance for another get Rocky of the shortstop Trevor Story in there. It's been hitting bombs. What do you think about um, – I we, we haven't talked about this, and this is well-worn territory, so, like, apologies for this being kind of, like, you know, not a great conversation topic. But what do you think about the All-Star game deciding the World Series home field advantage? Because I think it's, like, the biggest travesty in sports. I actually like it. Mainly because, okay, good. <laughs> I mean, mainly because yeah, we're gonna disagree on this. I like it because it makes the All Star Game at least worth watching. 
so many times the all-star games are just boring and you're just like cool yeah it's my favorite guys and it's in the middle of the season and let's just pray nobody breaks anything and let's see what happens at least with this it's the middle of the season but there's something on the line for everybody so you're gonna get a little more effort than normal you're gonna have guys that are actually kind of focusing yeah you're gonna have a good time but at least when they step in the batter's box they're like maybe they'll hustle to get that double Maybe they'll just do a little more. Maybe they'll make that diving play in the outfield instead of like a drop for a hit. Just because they know, if, especially guys like the, on the Cubs and, you know, Rangers, teams that are top, the Giants, guys that are top of the league right now, know this could be all they need to get that extra game at home that could help them win the World Series for the first time. Or, you know, get that just slight edge that they need over the competition. I mean, it's one of those things. It makes it interesting. It's kind of something that needed to happen ever since that debacle in Arizona when the game ended up being tied because they just ran out of people. Yeah. Um, here's my take. Uh, this is horrible. This is literally the biggest travesty in all of sports, that the All-Star game matters. The All-Star game, Greg. Greg, the All-Star game, Greg. Yeah, I, Greg, I, the All-Star game. The All-Star game doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. No. And, I, and anyone who tells me otherwise is wrong. The All-Star game doesn't matter. You want to know what's fun about the All-Star game? The fact that it's a fucking carnival. So, like, if you want to get people to watch it, lean into it more. Hey, when it's actually at Detroit, it is a carnival. They have a Ferris wheel in their park. Well, what I'm saying is, like, lean into, like, the carnival atmosphere of it. Like put, They do in the Home Run Derby and everything. Well, no, I know. But, like, you want to, like, make people watch the game more? Like, you really, like, it's the fucking summer. You're not competing with anything, MLB. You're literally not competing with anything. You're competing with the WNBA. Yeah, we're going to watch because there's nothing else to watch. So why are you trying to make me watch it? Because it matters, quote unquote. Like, get that out of here. You want to make me watch? Put Will Ferrell up to bat. You know what I mean? Like, he did the minor league thing. Do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, have something happen in the All-Star game that's, like, fun and exciting. And do that kind have of thing. Have obstacles in the outfield. <laughs> you know? Like, don't... Like, baseball takes themselves just... Just so seriously sometimes. And at the end of the day, like, this is what people want baseball. People want to go out there during the summer, during the nice weather, to drink outside and watch cool things happen. And you have the all-star game. You have the best players there. Do something fun. Let them have a good time. Don't just be like, no, no, no. Now you need to fucking try. Like, oh, you need to try? I mean, I see the point. I understand where you're coming from. I just personally, I like baseball. It kind of makes it interesting. Yeah, I like to me. baseball too, which is why I watch all the other games. But, but it just, it's just something game. that it makes it a little more interesting to me. It makes it at least know it's not going to end up in a fucking tie. I don't care if it ends up in a tie. It's the All Star game. I mean, no I one should of, care if it ends up in a tie. Every, we're Americans. We we care if things end up in a tie. We get pissed at soccer when it ends up in a tie. Yeah, we do because those games count. This game should not count. <laughs> this game should not count. You're giving people. A nice nod that they've had a great season. So come on in here. Like, let Bryce Harper do the American flag bat. You know what I mean? Like, let let Juana Cespedes, like, do something crazy in the outfit. I mean, they you know technically I mean? still can. Nobody's going to stop them. But, no, but this is what I'm saying. Like, now that you're saying, oh, wait, no, this actually could mean something for you, you are stopping them from doing that kind of fun stuff. Like, that's the thing. This is, like, this is baseball being like, hey, no fun zone. This is what baseball does. They're like, hey, you want to have fun? Boom. No fun. Fun ends when you cross this line. Exactly. Fun ends when you put your feet in that sacred batter's box at the All-Star game. Also, watch our wiener race. You know what I mean? That just sounded really odd. Well, no. I mean, this is the thing. Like, that's a, they, they it's a strictly take, like nationals thing. They just like take the... I don't care. That's all. That's like just... That's not true. Milwaukee, I think, does something too. Yeah, just put the bratwurst up at bat if you want people to watch that the All-Star game. That would be great. See? There's ideas here. <laughs> All right. Make players dress as their team mascots. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. This is the thing that just... It just... It bugs me that they're trying to make this so serious. And I've had this take for so long, and I haven't had a... a just an outlet? Yeah, exactly. I'm glad I could give you an outlet. I feel a little bit better now. Um, That's good. But, you know... Still angry, so... So, yeah. Hey, Rob Manfred? That, that was your thing? That, Rob your rant Manfred? over? Yeah. This is James from the Sports Dance. Ever heard of it? Big listener. I know you are, Rob. Get it together. We appreciate the support. Bud's gone, Rob. Bud's gone. Bud's not here anymore. So, you know, fix it. I mean, it. he's still physically living, but he's just fix not it. here. 
Hey, Rob, fix it. You heard it, Rob. Fix, fix, fix the All-Star it. game. Fix it. Figure it out. Do your thing. Fix it. Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Do it. <laughs> okay, well, don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah. um, so, other big thing we'll mention on... I think the, uh, I think the episode is going to be called Fix It, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, fine. We'll get Bob the Boater to come in and help. Yeah. I don't know what... Yeah. That's what happens when you have nieces who watch that stuff. Anyway, so other big thing that happened in the MOB this past week uh, since we were last here and talking was the game in Fort Bragg. Oh, yeah. True. So that was pretty cool. First time ever, like, you know, MLB's done something like that. It was the Pirates versus the Marlins. Marlins ended up winning. Was it Braves versus Marlins? No, it's Pirates. Oh, let me... I'm pretty positive. We're smart here, I know. Hmm. Let me see. Uh... It was against the Braves. Was it? Yeah. I read a thing that said Pirates. Well, Marlins well, beat ESPN, the Braves. Thanks. Thanks for that, ESPN. Yep. I tried to be a knowledgeable host, and they failed me. Yep. The 5-2 victory for the Marlins against the Braves. Huh. Well, anyway, well, still cool is that Fort Bragg. Yep. Largest, <laughs> lar- uh, the nation's largest military base, which is really cool. Yeah. You were supposed to have a military ID. Get in. It was like 35,000 tickets. Something like that? Um, yeah, something like that. It was just like a temporary park. The park looked really cool. Yeah. Uh, that was a really interesting way. It was like a little temporary park that they built out Great there. idea for the MLB to do that. I think they should do that and continue it. Go to different uh, MLB, not MLB, go to different bases. One game a year. I I'm mean, a, it's something special. It's unique. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of like weird site sports games. Oh, yeah. I loved when the NCAA had the, the aircraft carrier yes, game. I love that. Granted, I don't think the floor was the best floor. No. But I was just kind of really hoping big waves would shift that boat and cause some uh, shots to either drop or not drop. I, I, I love all that kind of stuff. I love stuff that's a little like hokey. Yeah. And little, like, I um, like the corniness of some of it. Exactly. Like, give me one of those. I like the, um, I like the, I always love the NHL Winter Classic. Yeah. Stuff like that's always really cool to me. Yeah, exactly. I, I like, loved, I loved the All-Star game for the NBA when they played it at Cowboy Stadium when it was just like enormous like that. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. That was awesome. Um, like, give me the, give me the, like, Give me the NFL and like some weird cornfield yeah. in the middle of like. Give Iowa me Notre Dame, like BC at Fenway Park. Stuff like that's awesome. Yes, I love that. So I love this move by the MLB. Put it in Fort Bragg. Um, keep doing it. Keep going places. Keep doing all that kind of stuff. You know what? They sh- they should actually do a game at the Field of Dreams field. That would be pretty sweet. With the corn as the saying. outfield. Put it in a cornfield. Like Rob, listen. All star games from now on need to be played. Thank you. There. Yes, this is there what we're we talking about. Make the All-Star Boom. game in the You already hear first, people, the sports stands. Yeah. All-Star game, the MO- now on. Make the NBA All-Star game at the Hoosiers gym. There you go. You know what I mean? That's what we're going to do. Boom. Like, this is what I'm talking Does about. Does the NFL have a really big park that we could, like, fantasy-wise put them in? I mean, everything that the NFL is probably, like, destroyed, right? Like, Soldier's <laughs> Field or whatever. Really, I don't know. Um, no, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. So, um, actually, this is probably good for our next episode. Why don't we think of the craziest locations where we could put put the MLB All Star Game for it to be a little bit more interesting? So I'll write that down. Very. I mean, good. is there anything else more interesting than the field Field of Dreams field? There is, and we'll think of it. Okay. So we're gonna think of the craziest place for outdoor for uh, for um untraditional stadiums. It doesn't have to be MLB either. You it know can what? be everything. Feel free to send us your craziest. Yeah, exactly. Ideas like, where would you like to see a where would you like to see a sporting event played? Like, whether it doesn't have to be. I mean, I mean, hey, if you want to get Americans into soccer. Put soccer in a weird like place somewhere. I just don't, even don't know say where. something like Mars because you know that's not. Yeah, it has to be so, has to be somewhat realistic. But I want to hear what people have to say, and I'm really excited about this because I'm a big fan of this. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, put our favorites um, up on Facebook, and then we're also gonna be talking about it next. Could this episode. become like a segment? Craziest places for sports games. I mean. I don't know if it can be a segment because it's probably going to get old after like a week or two, but I'd like to talk two about Two-week segment, boom. Yeah, two-week <laughs> segment. I'd like to talk about our next week's show Special at Special edition. Cool. Very nice. Um, all right, cool. Uh, so we like that. We like the MLB. Um, and then we have a we have a SBC this week, right? Yeah, our start bench cut of the week. Uh, so we're going to have that introduced. Start bench cut. So this week, we're uh, be in honor of NBA free agency. Um, we wanted to talk about the different kind of free agencies that are in sports. We have NBA, MLB, and NFL. The big three. The big three. Sorry, I mean, NHL. Sorry, NHL, because actually NHL had a kind of a crazy free agency, like P.K. Subban was like on a, the move. Yeah, it was like a two-day span of just craziness. Yeah. Um, had to get in before the NBA started. So there's some interesting stuff going on there, but, um, you know. There's no nothing listens- quite like these three 
free agencies, though. Exactly. So uh, I want to hear your start bench cut for um, free agency periods. All right. So I had to do a little thinking about this just because, you know, I like all their free agency periods. So it's going to be kind of hard to figure out who to cut. And I may surprise you, but I'm going to start MLB free agency. Wow. Mainly because the money can just be absurd. I mean, we saw in the NBA this year, the money's crazy. But unlike the NBA, there's no max deal. There's no, you have to hit this point, that's the highest you can go. You have guys already predicting that Bryce Harper is going to be the first guy to ever get a $400, $500 million deal. Which is nuts to think about. Just imagine seeing that on the news one day. 10-year deal for like $50 million a year. That'd be nuts. But that's where we're headed because that's what the MLB does. They just keep raising the bar for prices. But you have guys, a lot of guys switch teams in the MLB, big names, but also outside of just the free agency aspect of it, of signing guys, so many trades happen with the MLB winter meetings that it just makes it even more fascinating because MLB does it. It's like, hey, World Series is over. Okay, from now to like January, buckle up because guys are going to be switching. Guys are going to be getting traded. All-stars are going to be moving. I mean, this past season, you had the Red Sox signing Price which was a huge thing that people weren't really expecting at first because everybody expected prices go to highest bidder, ended up being the Red Sox. You have the Yankees who are always going to be there as a rumor team to throw out money because it's the Steinbrenner way. But so that's who I'm starting. Okay. My bench, NBA free agency. Yeah. As we just saw, it is super crazy. Don't know what's going to happen. Right. A lot of all-stars move every year. There's only a few down years really where it's no big names are coming out. Every year now, though, it's almost going to be like, hey, where's LeBron going? Where's KD going? Because all these guys are taking two-year deals with one-year opt-outs. Okay. So that's what's – I mean, it's going to keep it interesting to me. I'm cutting NFL free agency. Gotcha. Mainly because I feel like, the yeah, it's cool. It's a lot of big names move sometimes. But for the most part, your cornerstones always get signed back to your team. They always figure it out. It's always like, okay – you're not going to see Tom Brady being moved. You're not going to see all these big guys being moved. The biggest like offseason move we've seen in recent years was Peyton when he got cut by the Colts. Where was Peyton going? So, I mean, it's interesting. Some of these other like second-tier guys. But most of it all ends up being wrapped up in the first day. Like It's like, oh, hey, free agency started at 12.01. Hey, breaking news, the top 30 free agents just signed. Okay. okay. So, you know, that's my reasoning. So, I'm going MLB, NBA. Cutting NFL. Gotcha. Um, Greg, James. I, I really appreciate that. Um, you're wrong. And that's uh, that's okay. It wouldn't be the first time. My wife we, tells me I'm wrong a lot. We all can be. Um, so, starting, anyone who's listened to any amount of this podcast will know that I'm starting NBA free agency, baby. Shocked. That's the best one. And there's no question about it. First and foremost, you have the NBA Finals. Bam. Emotions are high. Then you have the NBA draft. Wapa! Emotions are high. And then right after that, you ramp it up for 4th of July weekend, NBA free agency. Now, the reason why NBA free agency is the best free agency is because NBA teams and fortunes of uh, franchises go with the stars, okay? So the stars really determine how these teams go, much more so than the NFL and the MLB. Like, right. you. You can, like, what, who was the star on the Royals last year? You know what I mean? Wade Davis. Yeah, exactly. See, like, that's, that's the reason why MLB free agency will never cut, uh, make the cut for me. Because NBA free agency, like, Kevin Durant is the second best player in the entire league. Whoever got him is instantly a title contender. And it's a, such a cool, like, piece of drama because basketball Twitter is a little bit better than some of the other sports. Like basketball, Twitter, like the, the like sources are flying everywhere. You got Woj bombs coming out of nowhere. It's fantastic. Brew crew just coming up with stuff. The brew crew coming in real hot. And then you have the team's kind of entire franchises will be kind of turned around and turned upside down within a 24-hour period based on the whims of a very tall 24-year-old player. I love that. NBA free agency has got all the drama. It's got all the intrigue. And it's got all the ramifications that make it really compelling. Start. Okay. Who's your bench? NFL free agency. Ooh. I like this a lot. Um, I know that some of the big time players, you know, will you, don't always move as much as you might think. 
But I love this whole concept of, you know, part of part of free agency for me, my, my greatest love of free agency, is making fun of teams who overpay players. And there is nothing more fun than making fun of NFL teams that overpay players. Like, hey, you want to give Indomitian Sue all of your money, Miami? By all means, give him all your money. You know what I mean? He's kind of worth a lot of money. Nah, well, not the way you played last year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, hey, you want to sign DeMarco Murray, Eagles? You want to sign him? Sign him. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, we ahead. saw how that worked out. <laughs> move on, move on, him. move on to the next topic. Um, <laughs> I love this because you get to see who the who the people are that are on the hot seat. The people that are given the big splashy free agency signings like the first day are always on the hot seat. And it always ends up being like, I don't know, I'm going to pull a name out of nowhere. The Miami Dolphins. Like, New that York kind Giants. of stuff is really funny. Um, to me, at least. Because, like, if you follow anybody, like, the, the golden rule for NFL free agency or anything in the NFL, and uh, I'm going to be completely unbiased here, is what would Bill Belichick do? That should be what everyone follows. And Bill Belichick waits till the second day and gets value guys at great bargain prices and that's the way the nfl free agency should work should we get like wristbands that say that wwbbd what would wwb i would actually do that and write that down too um you're not actually going to do it but oh, I'm write, going write, to. write it down so nfl free agency is a lot of fun just for sheer comic comedic value i like that a lot i like the idea of players um getting paid way too much money i like what it could do to fantasy situations because you have a, a, a running back like DeMarco Murray, who is probably one of the best fantasy running backs, and all of a sudden he goes to the Eagles, and it's like, well, what is he even going to do there? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I like that kind of stuff as well. So but uh, bench NFL. However, cut MLB free agency. Oh. I don't even know who the majority of these guys are. Like, I do not give a shit where Cole Hamels signs. I'm going to be honest with you. You should. I don't care where Great Cole Hamels... <laughs> I don't care where Cole Hamels signs. You know what I mean? Like... David Price was, like, super exciting because he was actually, like, a big name that did move. Other than that, it's a bunch of little guys who I don't care about. The MLB, like, the players always sign, like, their contracts. Like, the really, the players that matter sign their contracts, like, a year in advance. Mike Trout was, has, has been locked up for the Angels for so long that, like, I don't even care. Same thing with Miguel Cabrera, same thing with Bryce Harper. All these guys are locked up. So it's, like, the guys who you don't totally care about are moving all the time. Harper's not locked up yet. Whatever. Um... The one thing that I do like about it is the big money contracts. So, for example, um, like this is a, this is an old example, but the Texas Rangers owner paid two hundred and fifty million dollars to the Texas Rangers. He then gave Alex Rodriguez a two hundred and fifty-two million dollar contract. I love that. Genius. Outside of that, though, uh, I don't care about MLB free agency. Like, just tell me who's on my team, and I'll be happy. Um, winter meetings are kind of cool. At the same time, don't care. Um, cool. So, start bench cut. Yeah. Uh, start M- NBA, bench NFL, cut MLB. All right. I see your points. I understand where you come from. I disagree with you, but, you know, we'll put up the polls. Uh, maybe some people actually think NFL deserves to be first. We'll find out. Uh, cool. So we're at basically an hour. Um, we're going to have to um, quickly. Um, we teased it, but I don't want to do a full start bench cut. Uh, we'll to end run, the cut podcast. Run down the list. To end the podcast, your favorite 4th of July food. Uh, should I just do a quick SBC? Give me, give me a quick SBC. We'll, we'll sit, we'll put in the running hot dogs, burgers, and. Well, no, no, no. Just don't even. Don't, I, don't, I don't even. No, no, no. Right. I, I want to go free. I want to go free ball it right here. Oh, free give me, ball it. All give right. Give me, give me like when you think of Fourth of July, you think of bam burgers. Burgers is the first one. Burgers number one draft was, pick. Number one draft pick. You gotta go with it. Diverse. You can put a lot of stuff on a burger. You know, if you want to go real simple, it's American cheese and bacon. Okay. Don't even need toppings outside that. I like it. Okay, so you're uh, let me construct your plate for me. So you got a burger. All right, I got my burger. Boom on the side. On the yeah, you got that on the side. I'm going coleslaw. Coleslaw. Cause you know, simple. It's kind of healthy, but not because it's covered in mayo. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. <laughs> and then you know you can either go with uh, for a burger, especially you can either get like just some chips. Okay. Keep it simple. Yeah. Or you know if you want to ramp it up a little bit, you go with baked beans. Baked beans and bad. Uh, you know, but that's like kind of like where you'd go. You'd go those three, and then you got to grab the, you know, brewski. Good brewski. Yeah, I get a good beer. I like it. Make sure the mountains are cold. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Make sure they're blue. Yeah. All that stuff. Cool. What's your What's your plate? My plate. Okay. Um, 
Fourth of July. I'm going a little, I'm going a little left field here. Ooh. I want ribs. I had those too this week. <laughs> I want ribs on All my right. plate. I can go with I that. I want ribs on my plate. I want, um, I want a nice potato salad. Show me potato salad. I want a nice potato salad on there with the ribs. That pairs really well. It does. Um, the baked beans I like. So, uh, you know, very good on you for doing the baked beans and chips. Um, you know, you can go a little, uh, you can go a little left field to wash that all down. I want a nice fresh watermelon. Give me a nice fresh watermelon right after I eat all this barbecue sauce to kind of wash it all down. Clean my palate. I agree with you. You know what I mean? And then for my beer, um, I'm a big summer shandy guy. I like the citrusy beers in the summer. I like that. But if I'm eating ribs, I want myself a nice American Bud Heavy. I want like a nice Budweiser. All right? I'm kind of like a right down the middle guy when it comes to the 4th of July. Fastballs. Yeah, give me the fastball down the middle. I want your best. I want. I want like your standard beer. I want Bud Heavy. You're going full American. Exactly. So normally, if I'm kind of like hanging out and whatnot, um, you know, just chilling on the, and, you know, waiting for the waiting for the uh, barbecue to kind of finish up. Give me like your nice citrusy stuff, and then when I'm sitting down with my plate, I want a Bud Heavy. Also, little weird fact about me and my family. Our favorite, uh, our 4th of July beer of choice when we're not eating and when we're just kind of hanging out, Corona. We drink right. tons of Corona on 4th of July. I like that you're letting us in. Yeah. My actual drink this past weekend, I didn't even have that much beer. I went with the peach whiskey and Arnold Palmer mix. Oh, interesting. Peach it was, whiskey and Arnold Palmer? Yeah, it was delicious. I like that. It was so good. Very cool. So, bless you. That sneeze means it's time to end, folks. It does. Every single time when I sneeze, it's time to end, no matter what. Oh, man. All right, cool. So, uh, we got a couple cool things we're going to throw up on Facebook. Um, but you can find us at SportsStance underscore on Twitter, Sport the SportsStance on Facebook and iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. We're going to be back next week with a little bit more MLB, a little bit more Wimbledon talk. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about our favorite obscure places to play sporting events. Yeah, and make sure you keep sending in comments. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Love to shout you out. Always helps out. SportsStance Nation, baby. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Have an awesome week. And uh, we'll, uh, thanks for listening and all that kind of good stuff. Have a good one. Yeah, see you guys next week.